We're live in three, two... Well, after a lot of technical difficulties, Scotty, we are finally live. Yeah. I'm staring at you from across a table. Yeah. You look beautiful. Oh. It's good to see you. It's good to be in your presence. And welcome to episode 127. It's good to be Leather here. Brains. We've had a lot of technical issues. We had Alan here and then he left because yeah. we ran out of time because he has children and a family. We don't, so we're here. Yeah. Just recording whenever we want. Exactly. Because we um we have nothing better to do. No. Not at all. I don't know if you know this, Scotty. We're starting two episodes a week, starting next week. I do know that. I'm very excited. So you're gonna be featured, you and Alan, who like we mentioned, unfortunately is not able to be here because of the technical difficulties, are gonna be on Monday's episode. Um, and then we're going to have a Wednesday's episode. So for, for everybody who has not listened previously on last season of the NFL, we now have two episodes a week. Yeah. So pretty good news, pretty exciting news. So, you know, Mondays are going to be kind of a rehash typically. Um, and then Wednesdays are going to kind of be getting ready for the following week. So if you are uh, a fan, a brainiac, somebody who has supported the show, we are bringing two episodes a week. I will be on both episodes. And then you and Alan, like I mentioned, will be on Mondays with, and then Yeti being on Wednesdays. So wanted to break that news. Cause that's the dream team, dude. I, I really think we did. Yeah. This I, is as good as it gets. I couldn't agree more. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot because we have, uh, we have a football game. This we got to get ready for week one. Dude. Oh my God. I am so excited. That is like the best news I could have ever received is I, I woke up this morning, rolled over and said, Holy crap, less than 24 hours until kickoff now. I know. So. But Travis Kelsey. I'm yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, Chiefs Lions, uh, obviously, is the game tomorrow. So we're going to be talking about, like I mentioned, um, some news that we need to cover for this upcoming week, some injury concerns for some players. Um, and then after that, we are going to kind of give our season predictions. So what we're thinking as far as who's going to do well, we have AFC and NFC division winners, some dark horse teams, Super Bowl predictions, comeback player of the year. We have a lot going on. So without further ado, my friend, let's just get down to business. First piece of news, Scotty, Vikings and TJ Hawkinson have agreed to a four-year extension that keeps him in Minnesota through the 2027 season. Hawkinson is getting $66 million over the next four years with $42 million in guarantees. You're shaking your head. Are you not happy about this? What was your initial thoughts? When no, you I'm happy this? for him. Man. Are he, you? he came out and proved that he can be a very valuable part of that offense. So I think they want to keep it rolling. Um, the boy got paid. And yeah, I, but here's okay. Here's here's the argument that I have to to bring to the table. Justin Jefferson still is not under contract, and this is quite a bit of money to pay a tight end. It was actually he's now the number one paid tight end, and I'm not arguing that T.J. Hawkinson isn't good, but is this concerning for trying to get a deal done with Justin Jefferson? I mean, now you have Jordan Addison, and yes, by the time Addison's contract is up, T.J. Hawkinson will probably not be around, but. They also, Kirk Cousins, this is last year, his contract too. So like, I, I mean, is this not somewhat concerning? Because Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. They're going to try and do everything they can to keep him. But now it begs the question, what do you do? Are you going to be able to afford Kirk Cousins as well? Yeah, well, th this team's in win-now mode. And Kirk Cousins is he's the win-now quarterback of 2023 because 
you know, obviously he's good enough to hopefully get the job done, but he's not someone that you're going to be giving a max contract to. So I think they're just looking to secure their weapons right now, do what they can while they have the weapons on the field that they've got right now and worry about the future later. So I, I personally think it's, it's perfectly fine. I'm excited for TJ Hawkinson and I think he's going to come out and be a star on the field. You think he does better than Mark Andrews this year? Uh, that all depends on the million injury concerns in Baltimore. If everybody stays healthy in Baltimore, they could be one of the best offenses in the league. And Mark Andrews is, you know, the number one target in that offense. But it's not injury concerns, lots up in the air. Okay. Uh, next piece of news here. Dolphins surprisingly put running back Jeff Wilson Jr. on IR this last Thursday. That means he will miss at least the first four games. McDaniel did not seem to give an exact return timeline as far as when Wilson will be back. But what he did say seemed pretty ominous. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if he would make a return this season. We will let his body tell us. <laughs> I don't know about you, you man. he's got but crystals or something? Yeah, like is he like, what is he doing? Is he just rubbing a ball in the back of the uh, the locker room or what's going on here? Because I, I don't know. I I'm just sitting here crossing my fingers, hoping for Devon a chain, because I think he could make a big splash in this offense. And at the, you know, when he was first drafted here, it wasn't clear if he was going to have the opportunity to do that this season. And now it's looking more and more like he's going to see some field time, um, you know, which obviously gives him the chance to show what he can do. Uh, there are still some running backs who haven't been signed. That's true. That is true. There's Kareem hunt and Leonard Fournette, AKA playoff. Lenny are both still free agents. So, Maybe. I mean, Raheem Mostert's there. They did let go of, um, can't remember his name. Don't know. This is good podcasting though. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> providing valuable content. Uh, I mean, Raheem Mostert's the guy to own right now, I think, but I, I think yeah. there's an argument to be made that as you mentioned, Devin a chain, uh, will come in and, uh, potentially be very usable for both the dolphins and for fantasy football. So I just drafted him like less than five minutes ago. Congratulations. In a draft. Oh, I we can high five. Yeah, we can high five in person. This feels no, great. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Um, he's someone that you can pick up as a late round flyer and just hope that he carves out a role for himself. But obviously, you can't expect the world from him. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of weapons already on that Dolphins offense, as we know. So I'm I think right now it would just be um, kind of a wave of wire stash to yeah. to potentially see what happens. So uh, week one injuries. We're coming up on week one, like I mentioned. Anybody who's playing fantasy football needs to be very aware of some of the names that I am about to mention and the conversations that are about to ensue because this is important. This is why we do this podcast is for fantasy football as well as NFL content. And this is what you came for. So here we go. Travis Kelsey. He uh, this is a talk of the town right now. Very obviously you as a Chiefs fan are uh, are probably a little distraught at the moment. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice yesterday while his ACL is intact. <laughs> there is inflammation in his knee, which leaves his availability for the season opener tomorrow in question. From a, a pure, not fantasy football, but just an NFL standpoint, I mean, what does this look like for this Chiefs offense without Kelsey on the field? Uh, well, we have to wait and see. Um, they made a lot of, you know, the, the Patrick Mahomes is, if he's proven anything, it's that he is capable of being hyper successful regardless of who's around him. Me and you could go be the wide receiver one and wide receiver two in Kansas City and the and Patrick Mahomes would still probably lead the lead in passing uh, lead the league in passing. But um, you know, obviously it's a big blow. Travis Kelsey is, you know, aside from Patrick Mahomes, he is the Chiefs. So they want him on the field. Uh personally as a Chiefs fan, as someone who uh has vocalized his disdain for Dan Campbell and the Lions, and you you are on the other end of that. We um, are a Lions podcast. No. 
We've yeah. never been Alliance Podcast. We never will have, be. I think you are in the minority in this decision, but that's fine. But um, I'm kind of, you know, the, the silver lining here is we can watch the Chiefs demoralize the Lions without one of their key weapons, uh, which will be bold even pillar more to stand exciting on. for me. So I will be very excited. And then it also builds us in an excuse if we lose. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's, a, win-win. it's a win-win for you either way because yeah. you lost because you didn't have Travis Kelsey or, or you're just or that we, good. We, we don't need Travis Kelsey. We're just better than the Interesting. Lions. Yeah. I think you, I think this offense is going to look different without him. Um, you know, his currently his situation is up in the air. I am in the camp that he will not play tomorrow. Why is the Chiefs? Would you risk it? Yeah, I agree. It it seems silly to to risk your one of your star players in Week One. You know, exactly. the season's a long season, and you want everybody available for the postseason. Which the Chiefs um, are. There's a very obviously chance, a yeah. great uh, argument to be made that that's going to be the case. So yeah. don't risk it. Let him get healthy. Um, it's I don't want to say it's just the Lions because it's the Lions, yeah, but they're, they're a playoff team this year. I think I, I do think they are. Um, for fantasy football, though, I mean, very obviously, Travis Kelsey's going as a round one, a late round one guy. Uh, those that drafted him are probably going to be in a little bit of a pickle mm-hmm. tomorrow because, I, like I mentioned, I don't think he's going to play. You don't think he's going to play. So let's look at some tight ends. Let's give the uh, the Brainiac some options here. So replacement tight ends that are available in at least 50% of your leagues. Uh, Jawan Johnson for the Saints. Hayden Hurst for the Panthers. Gerald Everett for the Chargers. And Greg Dulcich for the Broncos. Any of those guys? I mean, if, if who's who's tickling your fancy between those four guys if they're all sitting in your waivers right now? Well, here's the thing. If, if you're someone who drafted a tight end early, whether it's Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or whatever, you know these guys. You know, Travis Kelsey's getting older. Uh, Mark Andrews has injury concerns. So you should have prepared for this by drafting a middle-tier middle, middle tier tight end during your draft. So if you don't have one of those, you're, you're rolling the dice. No matter who you pick up, you're completely rolling the dice because w- once you're out of the top you know, six or seven or eight tight ends, at that point in time, it's just completely random, it seems like, as to who they, who gets targeted. So if you, you know, had to pick any of these guys going into week one? Um, I don't know. I, th- I, I lean toward guys who have the opportunity to carve out a role given the other weapons on the field. Um, you know, the injury to Jerry Judy makes Greg Dulcich a little bit more interesting. Um, Hayden Hurst is kind of in that situation too, where there's just not a lot of other weapons there. Sure. So I might lean toward one of those guys. Uh, but again, those would be the two guys I would look at, to be honest with you. I mean, Hayden Hurst, the argument to be made there is you're playing with a rookie quarterback who doesn't have a lot of wide receiver weapons. He's probably going to look for the easy throws. So yeah. Hayden Hurst is viable, and Dulcich I, I do like as well. So those are the two guys I'd also be yeah. targeting. I'd in stay the, away in the from Gerald place. Everett because this is maybe the only week of the season that the Chargers have all their weapons. Yeah, <laughs> so no, like and the, it's it's slated to – I mean, the, the health of the wide receivers is certainly a question mark. I do have one other question. Is Noah Gray, uh, the backup tight end for Travis Kelsey, is he a viable option for you in fantasy football this week? If yeah, Kelsey I think doesn't so. Play? I mean, he, he has definitely been involved in the offense, obviously not to the extent that Travis Kelsey is, but he has been involved. We've seen him on the field, which is more than we can say about a lot of these Chiefs wide receivers. Sure. A lot of them are young and just kind of working their way in. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say he is certainly a potential option for you. Um, I might take Dulcich over him. Um, Would but- you take Hurst over him? Probably. Okay. But, I would but, too. I mean, but there, you know, you can make an argument either way. Again, when you're talking about tight ends this far down the board, who knows? So it's, the, it's the concern for me is Patrick Mahomes, because as we, you know, we saw last year, we kind of 
predicted last year, this offense is not going to be predictable. Aside from owning Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, every wide receiver, every single week, it was hit or miss. And it was very frustrating for fantasy play. I wouldn't risk that week one when I could, I would take Dulcich or Hurst over Noah Gray, just because I want to see what kind of role he carves out for himself before I put him in that situation. I mean, the the argument for Noah Gray is that he is on one of the best offenses in the league. And now he's going to be the tight end one. And you expect, you know, these, uh, the, the the Lions offense is probably going to be more explosive. And obviously we know with the Chiefs offense, you know, th- this has a potential to be a shootout game, in which case you might have some scoring opportunities. But um, I just keep going back to it. You can pick whoever you want because you're rolling the dice. It's You can make an educated guess, but tight ends not this far down the board are impossible to predict. Okay. Cooper Cup, let's talk about it. He had a hamstring injury. He will be out Sunday versus the Seattle Seahawks game due to this hamstring injury. Head coach Sean McVay has said that there is a possibility that Cooper Cup could even go on IR, which would then sideline him for the first four weeks of the NFL season. This is pretty devastating news for anybody who's drafted Cooper Cup. He was another one of those first round wide receivers. I think I'm not going to hit the panic alarm, but I'm I'm certainly edging my hand over that. Um, Cooper Cup obviously had some leg injuries last season, which kept him out a good majority of it. He came back and he's now has this lingering hamstring issue. This isn't a good look. And Cooper Cup is not getting any younger. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, age out and be be done with his career. But I for fantasy purposes, this isn't good at all. And I don't know where you go from here. I think Van Jefferson certainly becomes a valuable ad for you. He's a waiver wire target for me because he is going to be the wide receiver one for Matt Stafford. That's not saying a lot. It's not anywhere near the value that Cooper Cup is, but somebody's got to catch the ball for for the Rams, and it doesn't look like it's going to be Cooper Cup. Yeah, this is Cam Akers' season. It is. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I am. I am drafting Cam Akers everywhere, and this, as much as it sucks, uh, you know, if again, if you drafted Cooper Cup, you knew the risks. Hopefully, you mitigated those risks in your draft. Uh, but this is why you're picking up Cam Akers because he's going to have this role, and now he's going to be even more involved than we expected. So uh, excited for Cam Akers is the. You think, you think Cam Akers finishes his top ten this year? Um. He certainly got the potential to. I think that's his upside. Um, that that's why he's worth the draft where he's going uh, because he's got that upside. But again, you know, we saw the uncertainty with Cam Akers last season. Hopefully, that's behind us and we have an opportunity to see him in that workhorse role. And we and we have seen what he can do in that role. So he's got top ten upside for sure. And again, where he's going in drafts, he's definitely worth the pickup. I agree. I mean, he's a, he's one of those. I did a draft with my uh, my fiancés, which is weird to say. Um, oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, I did a draft with her family. Um, and first and foremost, Cortland Sutton accidentally went as the one on one, which was absolutely hysterical. Awesome. But I, I found myself in a situation where I drafted four wide receivers back to back. Oh, well, three in Mark Andrews. So first four rounds, I didn't have a running back. And it was a little nerve wracking, but getting Cam Akers in the fifth round definitely made me feel so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think he has top 10 upside and and I'm I was completely comfortable with the wide receivers that I took where I still think I can squeeze value out of that running back position while really squeezing the juice out of the other guys. So Cam Akers is definitely a target for me. If anybody has not drafted yet and you're about to draft, get Cam Akers because it's a great move. Next up, running back Zach Moss for the Colts. He returned to practice on Monday. 
I don't know how he broke his arm and now he's back. Like this happened like two weeks ago. Uh, Shane Steichen said that uh, this is putting him on track to play in this weekend's opener versus the Jaguars. <laughs> he broke his arm in late July. Well, he's had like a month and a half to recover. Um, so it's, it's unclear how much he'll be ready for the work. I, I am not going to buy Zach Moss right now. Deion Jackson is the running back to own for the Colts at the moment. He is their third string running back. But as we know, the Jonathan Taylor drama is still underway and he is on the pup list for the first four weeks. They need a running back. So Deion Jackson is in line to start versus the Jaguars. He's an own for me right now. And and I'm not saying that because I think he's going to be great, but because they're kind of running out of options at the running back position. And you get a starting running back that's probably on the waiver wire. So anytime that you can do that, if you have the bench depth to do it, go pick up Deion Jackson right now because Zach Moss, I don't see him coming and really being very effective for this team at the moment. And Jonathan Taylor, at least for the first four weeks, is out. Do you think it's more impressive to come back with you know, a month after breaking your arm or come back like several months after being shot? Shot. <laughs> It's definitely a cooler story. Yeah, like, I mean, first and foremost, I don't want to get shot. But anytime where you meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I've been shot before. And they show you're like, you get just a little bit more ounce of respect from like for them. You're like, damn, that guy's been shot. So to do that and then go play one of the most difficult sports at the highest level (laughs) right afterward is pretty impressive for me. Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, I like I said, I don't want to get shot. I don't want anybody to get shot, really. But there aren't a few people you want to get shot. Well, I don't really want to air my dirty laundry, <laughs> but of course, uh, wide receiver scary Terry McLaurin. Um, the Washington Post's uh, Nick. I'm not even going to try and pronounce uh, this Jab- woman's Jab- last name. Nikki Jabvala. Jabvala. Jabvala tweets that commander's wide receiver scary terry is progressing in his recovery from his turf toe injury. He is currently considered day to day. But there's hope that he can play in the opener Sunday. However, it is currently uncertain. John Dotson to the That's moon, right. baby. John Dotson season. We've been harping on it all offseason and all preseason. John Dotson is slated to have a massive year. Um, to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I was uh, in the camp that Jahan Dotson would end up being the wide receiver one on this team anyway with a healthy Scary Terry because, you know, Scary Terry has been very consistent but he's got a pretty significant ceiling where he's just going to be sitting and sitting in that middling, you know, wide receiver two area. Mm-hmm. And I think Jahan Dodson's got way more upside. Uh, and also I just think that this commander's offense is going to be better than people think. So I think they're going to be in scoring position more often than people realize. And I, I just think Jahan Dodson is going to benefit from this huge and, you know, scary Terry being on the sideline only benefits that even more, but I I'm not drafting scary Terry at all. Cause I think he's overpriced for what I believe to be a wide receiver too. Um, and especially now it's not interesting to me. So I, I don't have a, I don't have any shares. Of yeah, no, I don't have any shares of Terry either. I, I, uh, I didn't want to play with that, that toy. I left him on the shelf mm. and I went and purchased John Dotson rounds later at a much cheaper and more juicy price. Packers wide receivers, both Christian Watson and Romeo dubs, participated in practice today due to hamstring injuries is something in the water up in green bay i don't know they definitely need those guys on the field for sure you know jordan love needs all the weapons he can get so hopefully they uh they come back i think i think with a healthy receiver core this packers offense could also surprise some people if jordan love comes out here and plays semi-competent uh you know we can have a decent packers team but i don't think they run the division But I do think think that the Packers will be a lot better than I think people realize. They'll be in the comp or they'll be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. So I I, like I'm not I'm not afraid of owning the Packers wide receivers. 
Um, it's a question. Obviously, Christian Watson is the one to own, I believe. But um, after that, I think it kind of gets a little muddled. So I I wouldn't mind a late round flyer. But in those mid mid rounds, I'm not really touching those guys. Um, Romeo Dubs, I know, goes really late. Most of those guys do. But Christian Watson, obviously, I think is the wide receiver yeah, one for that team. Running back Brees Hall. He still has his knee injury. However, it is he's, you know, Robert Salah has said that Brees Hall is going to be playing this week on perhaps a limited snap count. But I, I think that to begin the season, both Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall are going to kind of be working in partisan with each other. So if you own Brees Hall, I don't know if I'd start him this week. I don't know how you feel about that, Scotty. Um, I would maybe look at some other options of more of a bell cow lead back, like even Deion Jackson, I'd rather start than Brees Hall, just because I know that Jackson's going to be on the field more, which equals more opportunity, opportunity, which then equals fantasy football points. Brees Hall, they're going to, I think they're going to work him in slowly through the season before they try and give him a full workload. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they, they solidified that backfield. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. I, I, I love Brees Hall's talent. I think long-term dynasty leagues, he's still a great own, uh, but I'm real skeptical this year, especially the first half of the season until he proves that he can steal a big workload. Yeah. So. Um, Jerry Judy, he did come to practice today. Uh, he was practicing. I think it was kind of in a limited fashion. I think the Broncos are optimistic he's going to play this week. Uh, wow. It will, We will see. It's nothing for certain. I, that's another one just to kind of watch, as well as Jalen Hall or Jalen Hall, Jalen Waddle, George Kittle, and Mark Andrews all had some minor injuries going on. I expect those three to play. Um, Jerry Judy is kind of the one in question at the yeah. moment. Those but, hamstring injuries can be tough. They yeah. can last a long time, and they can get re-aggravated real easy. Absolutely. And then uh, last piece of news here, the Cardinals are expected to start quarterback Josh Dobbs in Sunday's opener at Washington, according to Ian. Are you excited, bro? Yeah, I am, because um, tanking for Caleb is now my motto. I would like Caleb Williams. Are we going to talk about his dad? Go ahead. Uh, Caleb Williams' dad basically told the media, well, if the situation isn't very good, you know, parentheses, Arizona, uh, we might just stay in college one more year. Which is kind of fun. I like it's it's an interesting proposition because he can essentially like it's a risk for for kind of him from a financial perspective. I don't really think it is, but he's still making money. Not as much as he would in the NFL. That's a good point. Yeah, but now that college that. students can make money, he he's still making is, a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, he's making. I'm sure he's making millions. millions. But it's not the NFL type money for mm-hmm. being the first overall pick. However, you can try and tank and and or like for instance, the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL right now. I fully understand and and agree with that. So if we have the first overall pick and he's like, fuck that, I don't want to be there. He waits till next year and sees what other option. I mean, it's a gamble. Right. Mm. But no matter what, you're still going to go to a shitty team. Yeah. Nine times out of 10. Yeah. The NIL stuff that that is a big difference maker, because Mm. before the NIL stuff, obviously the the big concern was, okay, I'm going to go to college one more year and then I, you know, tear my ACL. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you don't start out with a $20 million contract. You start out making $900,000 a year on a practice squad while you recover. That's a big difference, but already making millions of dollars, you know, you're pretty set financially, you know, even in the worst case scenario, you can afford to not make as much on your first contract. So that leads me to believe, especially, you know, if he comes out and performs like he did last season, he wins the Heisman again, right? (laughs) Like, I think there's a good chance that he decides, hey, I can make a lot of money in college and we're winning a lot and I'm doing really well. You know, maybe I don't want to go to Arizona, but at the end of the day, the NFL is the dream. That's what everybody wants to do. But he already knows he's got a spot there. You well, 
assuming there's no injury. And sure. that's, that's the biggest thing. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to keep an eye on. I hope the Cardinals get him. I, I am a, I am someone I'm unlike you. Cause you're kind of a hater. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I want the Cardinals to be successful. I think the Thank NFL you. is more fun when they're successful. So I want Caleb Williams to go there and I want the program to turn around and maybe get a new head coach. Yeah. See, and that was going to be my next point of conversation is you look at that team. I don't know if you saw the video that the Cardinals had tweeted and like, it's like, do you wake up in the morning and you like you get on the bus? Yeah. You get on the bus. Raise your head if you were on the bus. And Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here, yeah, dude? No, that guy Dumpster ain't. fire. He's a joke. I don't like him. And if you look at all of those players, like Hollywood Brown and James Conner and all those guys, the camera panned to them and they're just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like I, this guy couldn't motivate anybody to do anything. Yeah, it was it was funny because like a lot of times, you know, when they're showing those videos, and, and you know, the Cardinals put it out there. So yeah, it's supposed to be like a promo video, yes. and they sh- they show the players, and they're all just like, "What the fuck am I watching right now? Like, am I supposed to be excited?" Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it made comedy. me cringe just watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I almost wonder though. You know, imagine he comes out and he's he's awkward, he's weird but he's a, a genius and he just I don't think he is. Yeah. But you know, you got to cross your fingers. You got to hope for the best. I don't. And, and the, that that's probably the, the worst feeling is like, if we would have gotten Stichen over at the Colts, I would have been infinitely more excited because I've seen what he has done to progress like Jalen hurts. Like we, mm-hmm. we saw what he did for Jalen hurts and how he uh, took him as a rookie and molded him and, and, took that development that he needed to go to the next level. Gannon just had a great fucking defense. I mean, like, and not because he would ran it great, but because he just had so much talent on that defense that like, like, Hey, this fucking moron can get success out of this with like some of the best athletes in the NFL. So let's hire him as a coach. And it's like, he comes in and he's just a big old fucking dummy. And I'm like, this is so bad. So, I don't blame Caleb Williams for not wanting to go there because I wouldn't want to get led by that fucking idiot either. Well, let me let me run through this hypothetical with you because I've been thinking about this today. Um, if the Cowboys uh, underperform, like a lot of us kind of expect them to this year, um, I think Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. What do you say? Your guy sucks no. so bad. The Cardinals are like, fuck it. I, I don't want this guy anymore. I don't want either what, of them. What about Mike McCarthy? No, I think Mike McCarthy, this is disgusting to say, I think Mike McCarthy is still going to be a better coach than Gannon. Yeah, I, I want I Gannon to be a fucking scapegoat, Hopefully. and I want his ass gone next season. I want him to go zero and thirteen or zero and seventeen. I feel they like it's probably him. tough to fire a head coach when you know everybody and their mom knows you're tanking. So it's like, what what what's the expectation? I think use that- him as that's what you do. You use him as a scapegoat, and so then we can say that's what you can use. Like you can't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the, the NFL. Those players are still the Cardinals players are yeah. still playing for a contract, right? So they are still going to try and win because they want to go get contracts elsewhere. So they're not going to tank. Does tanking happen in the NFL? We can ask Brian Flores because his GM came in and said, "Hey, we want you to tank," and he said, "Fuck no." So I think they need to, and I don't know this, and I'm I'm just kind of talking out of my ass right now, but. They hire a fucking moron of a coach because they know he's a fucking moron. So then, like, he'll fuck this all up. So then we'll get Caleb Williams next year. We can fire him, and then we can bring in the guy that we want. Yeah. But so I, then that way we didn't actively say we were tanking. We just hired the worst fucking coach we could find. I don't think you – I think given your roster situation, it's impossible to not tank this season. 
just because of, just because of your situation. It's not like you're going to go out and be competitive against most of your opponents. The question at hand is going to be, will they bring Kyler Murray back this year? Because if they don't, that tells me right there, like they could bring him back midway through the season. There's no fucking point, but they could. Yeah. And they probably like I, there's rumor that like they might just sit him all year. And it's like, well, you fuck Kyler Murray over. What, what's his con? Do you know what his contract is? He just got signed a big contract this last so year. So, you know, it, it might make sense to keep him off the field, say, hey, you know, we're looking to move on draft Caleb Williams. We want to trade you and we don't want you to get injured again. Yeah, it would make sense to keep him off the field. Yeah, but also then you kind of get into a Deshaun Watson esque conversation where Kyler Murray's not diddling ki- or diddling women, but that we know of. That we know of. But allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> uh, but I mean it's a year and a half removed since he's played football. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we know what he was, but is a team willing to buy on him? I guess the Browns did, so maybe another team will, but I don't know. And I, honestly, I'm done with the Kyler Murray era. I want Caleb Williams, and I want a new head coach. And it really makes it hard to root for the Cardinals this year. Like, I know we're going to be bad, so I'm still a Cardinals fan. I'm still rooting for our success, but I really am not rooting for it this year. I need another team to root for, and so, it's going to be Lions. Last question, just from a from a fan perspective. Okay. Everything happens the way that you say. You you guys suck, this, you guys suck this season. You get rid of your head coach. You get Caleb Williams in the draft. How excited are you for next season? I'll buy a Caleb Williams jersey. <laughs> I'm buying a fucking Caleb Williams jersey. I like that. I but respect. USC jersey? No. No, Cardinals jersey. Oh, no. Right. That makes sense. But, like, I, I – nothing I, – I can't be excited about him with the coach there because I think the coach is the most – boneheaded decision of a hire you could have ever had so far it seems that way but i would rather take an eric b enemy yeah as a head well, coach. i 100 agree and that's why i don't know maybe they maybe they told eric b enemy like hey go work as a head coach somewhere else for a year you do decent we'll get the or you go work as an oc for a year somewhere else so you got proof on you and some tape we'll hile this knuckle shit in so he destroys us and then you come in and clean it up Dude, and i'd be, be okay sick. with that caleb williams and eric b that's what i'm saying that'd be sick that's what i'm saying i think maybe there's deals done under the table i don't know but as a Cardinals fan, this is just a disgusting and disappointing year. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the AFC here. AFC divisions, the season predictions. So who is going to win the AFC divisions? Let's start with the East, Scotty. Who do you have winning the AFC East? Um, I've got the uh, Dolphins Okay. taking it home. And the reason is, obviously, the injury concerns with Tua. But this is a stacked roster and i am very very excited for the dolphins if two is able to stay healthy i mean we saw it with Jalen waddle we, we know what tyree kill is he is elite Jalen waddle finishes a top 10 wide receiver with two out half the season so you're talking about two potentially top 10 wide receivers on this team they love to score points uh and i think if, if the cards align for them or if the stars align for them they are going to run the table i think they're going to be a very successful team this year See, and this is where I think we're going to have some some disagreement here. I have uh, the Jets winning the AFC East. So, obviously, this is a very, very stacked division. Um, yeah. And I have a whole slew of reasons why I think the Jets are going to win. I have a lot of statistics that I brought to the table. I can do it now or we can wait. No, till... do it, bro. Lay it on me. Okay. All right. If you're ready. No, I'm ready. So, the Jets went 7-10 and last season, right? And... The Jets, there's a lot of going on with them last season as far as quarterback is concerned. Six out of ten of those losses were a one-score game or less. And some some notable opponents that they lost to in those one-score games are the Patriots, the Vikings, the Bills, the Lions, and the Dolphins. All pretty formidable teams, right? The Jets have a difficult schedule. I get that. That is an argument that is consistently brought to the table when we talk about the Jets. They're in the AFC East. It's a brutal division. You have 
the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots. That is a that is a very difficult division right now. Jets have the 25th hardest ranked strength of schedule. Okay. However, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots, who are all in their division, Bills have the 26th ranked hardest schedule. Dolphins have the 30th hardest ranked schedule, and the Patriots have the 32nd ranked hardest schedule. So while the Jets have a, a, a difficult schedule, in their division, they still have the easiest schedule per rankings. So I, I, I bring that all up because they are still playing in their division. So yeah, obviously, when they're playing in their division and they're going to play all of these teams, that kind of affects how their rankings are going to be. The Jets have the second best ranked defense, according to Pro Football Network. Okay. And they have the seventh best offense. So if you're a Jets fan, you had quite a bit to be excited about after watching last season. I really do believe that you mm-hmm. like the, the the thing that you were the, the only thing you were missing was a quarterback. We saw it. We saw Mike White. We saw Zach Wilson. We saw what is his name? He was throwing it like a madman. He's a vet. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh um why can't I remember it? I can't remember his name, and I should know this. Somebody comment it. What? I said somebody comment. Yeah, somebody comment it. Um, I, I mean, I, I really do believe that the Jets were one quarterback away from really winning some of these games. So I'm all in on the Jets this year. I know that uh, some people are and some people are Flacco? not. What's that? Flacco? Yes, Joe Flacco. Thank you. Um, I think it's the Jets for me. The AFC East, I believe that the Jets are, uh, and it is a hard division, but I'm I've got the Jets going well, on the way. And here's the thing. With this division, it could be any one of these guys, right? Sure. You know, would any, you know, you wouldn't be surprised at the Patriots aside. Patriots, yeah. But but you know, the the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bills, nobody would be surprised if any one of those teams won this division. So it really is kind of a coin flip. Um I'm rooting for the Dolphins. Uh the Jets just given Aaron Rodgers is the question mark because he's obviously and I made this argument before. I think they're going to be great because even if Aaron Rodgers kind of sucks, he's still going to be better than what they had last season. Yes. And they still found a ton of success. So I think they're still going to be very good, but he is the question mark. Whereas, you know, Tua is a question mark as well, but he has proven that he can be very successful in that offense as long as he's on the field. And then Josh Allen is Josh Allen. So to me, Aaron Rodgers is that question mark. So it all kind of depends. That's why I said I, they're either going to miss the playoffs or they're going to win the Super Bowl. Because if they prove that they can win all of those tight games, there's no reason to think that they're not going to be very successful in the postseason. They're, they, they've got all the testing that needs to take place during the season. And if they find themselves on the on the losing end of that, then they, they haven't learned to win yet. Sure. But... Uh, AFC North. Who do you have? Uh, this one's easy for me. I, I'm going with the Bengals. Um, the Ravens obviously are a close second. I think the Browns are going to be better this year. Uh, the Steelers are going to be the Steelers are going to be fine. Um, but I think the Bengals are the most Super Bowl ready team in the division. Um, I like the weapons. Obviously, Joe Burrow has proven that he can do it. So to me, the Bengals are going to no run away with it. I mean, yeah, I got the Bengals as well. I think um, Yeti had the Ravens. And yeah. he was the only one out of the four of us that when he was doing his rankings had the Ravens. Unfortunately, Yeti, uh, he was he is sick and not able to make it tonight. And right. I would love to to pick his brain as far as why he chose the Ravens. I do think the Ravens are going to be much improved. And I, I just kind of wanted to touch on this because I still think you go through the Bengals. I think the Bengals are the, are the most difficult opponent in the AFC North. But if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, they went and they got some wide receiver help for him. Mark Andrews, if he can stay healthy as well, 
I think this offense is going to look a lot better than it has in previous years. Mm. They they're under a new OC and Munkin. Um, and I, I think that they are going to be much improved. Yeah. They, I don't think they're going to be better than the Bengals. Well, ever. the argument is that there's just a lot of question marks because yeah. obviously the injuries are the big one. You have a new offensive system. We haven't actually seen yet. Everybody assumes it's going to be better. Everyone assumes Lamar Jackson is going to be more well-rounded. Those are all assumptions. And I think that they're going to be a very good team, assuming everybody can stay healthy. But even, you know, we don't know how OBJ is. Yep. Zay Flowers has never played a down in the NFL. Lamar Jackson can't stay on the field. Mark Andrews said injury concerns. We have a new offensive system. It's just a lot of question marks. So if I'm a betting man, which I am, uh, I'm betting on the Bengals. Degents for life. Um, AFC West. I, I don't know how much we really need to talk about this. I think your sweater kind of says it all. It's Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. It, it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. And until him and or coach reed leave it's going to be the chiefs so yeah, there's, there's I, I, no question i think there's there. an argument for the chargers um you know they obviously have a revamped offense themselves and in uh, fact you mentioned the chargers Allen actually has the chargers yeah. over the chiefs and he's a chiefs fan yeah well Allen's a fake chiefs fan he always bets <laughs> against the chiefs and he, any chance he says he's a chiefs fan and then he's just like chomping at the bit to bet against the chiefs any chance he gets which is mind-blowing to me. I think he does it just so it's a win-win for him. Yeah. He kind of hedges himself. So he either is happy because the Chiefs win or he's happy because he was right. As the kind of person who does that is the kind of person who tries to sell you pocket watches from a trench coat in an alley. Like, it's just, it's just not, think, it's just That's steamy. what you think of Allen? It's slimy is what it is. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to ask I love Allen, but he's slimy as fuck. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously with Patrick Mahomes... It's, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's yeah. the best quarterback in the league. He's capable of. Doing I do. I am interested things. to see the Chargers' offense. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I think that you know, with the addition of um, Quinton Johnston, and if Keenan Allen can stay healthy, and Mike Williams can stay healthy, and Austin Eckler can stay healthy, and everybody can stay healthy, and they also got a new offensive coordinator. So you know that Kellen Moore is probably going to pass the ball yeah. a lot more than. Well, that's the thing is that Lombardi. I think this team's going to lead the league in passing attempts. So yeah. I think that they're going to be a very high high powered high scoring offense. The question is. You know, how the, the, the big thing with the Chargers for me and the reason why I'm choosing the Chiefs over them bias aside is they haven't proven that they can do it yet. Mm -hmm. And they have all these weapons. The stars are aligning for them. But Justin Herbert, we keep putting him in this elite quarterback conversation, yet he hasn't really done it yet. He hasn't done anything. And he's, he's had, you know, one problem or another problem or whatever. And it's just prevented him from proving that he can do it. And I think this year, this year might be the year that he can do it. But again, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on what's proven. And that's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yep, I, I, that's fair to say. And then in the uh, the AFC South, my friend, we have we both have the Jaguars. Yes. You, myself, Alan. Yeti has the Titans, and I I like this pick from him because I don't know if it's in. And I wish the guys were here so we could all have this conversation. I don't know if it's just I I don't really like the Jaguars, and I I don't. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. I've never liked Trevor Lawrence. I think he needs a haircut. I've said it. And maybe that's it. If he gets a haircut, maybe my entire life motto for the Jaguars change. But as of right now, I don't I, I still think that they're probably the best team in the AFC South. The Titans are fun for me, though. I think, you know, I aside from their quarterback issues, they don't really know who their quarterback is. It's probably going to be Ryan Tannehill. I love the, the addition to DeAndre Hopkins, and he is one of those guys for fantasy purposes I'm definitely grabbing. But I also think he's just going to kind of help replace the A.J. Brown hole that has kind of left them null and void in his departure. Man. So, 
I think the Titans are going to be the same that they typically are, um, which is a respectable team that you always have to be prepared to play. Coach Rabes, baby. Um, yeah, Vrabel is is the real deal. But ultimately, you look at the rosters, and the Jacksonville Jaguars just run away with it. They, they have the most explosive offense. They are capable of putting up the most points. And, you know... Dougie P knows what he's doing, too. Well, and, we, and we've seen... Trevor Lawrence take that massive step, which obviously he didn't have Urban Meyer kicking everyone on his team, but he took the step. We know he can take the step, and I don't think there's a reason to think he's not going to take another step forward this season and prove that he belongs in that elite quarterback conversation. So, you know, I I just think that that's that's the team that is most likely to run away with it. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I, I like I said, we both have the Jaguars, and it's because while I might not like Trevor Lawrence, that team just. I think they're the most explosive and then the most talented. And I also like at some point in time, Scotty, Derrick Henry has to fall off. The wheels have to fall off. And I, mm-hmm. I, I own a share of him this year, so I hope it's not this year. But it very well could be. He's not getting any younger. Yeah. So, all right, let's go over to the NFC East. So over in the NFC East, Scotty, you have the Eagles. I have the Eagles. Yeti has the Eagles. And Allen has the Eagles. So I think we're all we're all riding the Eagles fly high. Eagles fly. They were the Super Bowl last year. They were uh, the losers, of course. But that team Suck looks it. really good. And I yeah. and uh, you know, there's some question marks about the defense, right? Um, they lost a lot of defensive key players in this offseason. but they went and essentially they just took all of Georgia's defense from last season, and they're just like. <laughs> brought him over to them. So in Georgia's defense last year was no fucking joke. Yeah, I, I think their defense is going to be good. Um, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. They have a lot of weapons on that team and their defense, you know, it's a little bit of a question mark, but ultimately that front four is going to be tough to deal with. Um, so I, and w- the biggest thing is obviously when you're looking at the other teams in the NFC East, you know, I think the commanders are going to be better than people think. I don't think they're going to be the Eagles. I think Dallas is going to be a solid team. I don't think they're going to be better than the Eagles. The Giants are going to put up some points. They're not going to be better than the Eagles. So it's a no-brainer. We all agree on this one, and it's it's clear that the Eagles are the favorite. Okay, let's move over to the NFC North. Let's talk about it. The NFC North, you have the Lions, Scotty. I do. I think they're a playoff team, bro. Okay. I appreciate that because you're a, a very vocal Dan Campbell hater. I am, but it's more personality than football. I, th- I think he's done a good job with the team. I, and the team is respectable. Um, but, you know, ultimately I'm looking at this division and the Packers, again, I think are going to overperform expectations. But, you know, the Packers are probably there's – a, there's a reasonable argument that they might be fourth in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vikings, I think that they won a lot of close games last season. Who's to say if that happens again? I think that that team from last year is just as likely to have half the wins that they did. Sure. Just because there's a lot winning, of one point yeah, games, too. a lot of one score games. Yeah. Uh, and then the Bears, I hope they take a big step forward, but just too many question marks right now. Um, so I think this is going to be a pretty good division, but the Lions are the most complete team. They're the team right now that I would be most comfortable betting to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I would I would want them to be on my side if they're in the playoffs versus right, everybody baby. else on this. That's right. I can't believe you said that. And it makes, it brings joy to my heart because I'm a Lions fan Except this people. year. Pseudo Lions fan. I'm rooting for him because I don't have a, a real team to root for. So I'm going to root for the Lions. Should we make a bet for the game tomorrow? Sure. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's think about it. We'll, okay. we'll circle back by okay. the end of the circle podcast. Back. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in for a, a dirty old bet. Uh, Alan has the Vikings. I think, you know, I, I would like to hear his opinions, but if I was to maybe just, 
inject my thoughts as to why he would have that that offense I think is going to be pretty damn good I think that the addition of Jordan Addison is really really big for them Adam Thielen last year yeah Adam Thielen's old right and he I, I think Jordan Addison is really going to fill that void much better and be more athletic than than Adam Thielen of late Obviously, they have TJ Hawkinson, who's healthy. Um, Alexander Madison, I think, is a great running back to kind of fill in for Dalvin Cook and and be usable enough. Yeah. So, just just some question marks with it because sure. you know Jordan Addison obviously hasn't played in the NFL. I've said it before; I'll say it again. He's undersized and not fast, yeah. which is not what you want. But ultimately, I'm drafting him a lot in fantasy because this team has a terrible defense, which is another problem with them. So they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up, and somebody besides Justin Jefferson is going to have to catch some balls. So I'm drafting him, but you know, ultimately their defense is going to be their downfall. Kirk Cousins in prime time has proven that he's he's had, he's had a little bit of a hard time in those big game situations, which they're obviously going to be in a lot of, just like they were last season, because they're going to be in shootout. They're playing shootout football, and I just wouldn't be willing to bet that they'd find the same luck of the draw that they did last season in those close games. Do you think that, and this is, I'm just purely interested on your thought. Do you think that the Vikings are going to throw more this season or the Chargers are going to throw more Chargers. this season? I, I think that the, the Vikings are going to throw by necessity. The Chargers are going to throw by design. So they, they are going to come on the field knowing no matter who they're playing, that's what they want to do. They want to get the ball in Keenan Allen's hands. They want to get the ball to Austin Eckler. Uh, through the air. So I, I think they want to throw the ball. I think the Vikings are going to come out and play a pro style offense. They're going to try and establish the run pretty often, but they're at the end of the game, just going to have to throw the ball because the other team's going to put up 40 points on their terrible defense. Okay. Um, let's go to the NFC West. Scotty, who you got winning the West this year? Oh, I don't know. Let me scroll down our notes here. Oh, it's the 49ers. Oh, shocker. Yeah. Now the 49ers are a solid team. They, they, have proven time and time again that they are always in the conversation. Um, obviously, the question mark at quarterback, but this is the one team that you're okay with a question mark at quarterback because they prove that they can be very successful no matter who's throwing the ball. They did it with Jimmy G, and he's barely alive. So. Yeah, uh, Nick Bosa is currently not with the team. He is trying to get I think himself. He's, I think he's back now. Is he back? I, th- I think I saw a headline. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure I saw a headline that they got a deal done. So I okay. think I think he's back. Okay. Um, interesting. I was, I'll, I'll I, do that. I'll look that up. Yeah. Why don't you look that up? Um, okay. Allen's got the Seahawks when in the West, that feels gross to me. It doesn't feel gross to me, but I just, I think the West goes to the 49ers and you kind of alluded to it. Uh, even, you know, with Nick Bose on the field, I think it's, is yeah, he back? He's back. Okay. He's back five year, $170 million contract. Jesus. Massive. He deserves it. No, he does. I mean, he's, he's the best. Changer. He's a top five player in the NFL for defense. So, yeah, and that is certainly a game changer for that entire defense. So, uh, having the Seahawks win it, I, I wish Allen was here to be able to kind of speak and defend himself on this one. Um, I think it's 49ers. I think that's pretty apparent. And if we go to the NFC South, Scotty, you have the Saints. I have the Saints. Allen has the Saints. And Yeti has the Falcons. Gross. He's just he's just wants to Is he rub just one a Bajon Bajon, Bajon, You think? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I just don't see any reason why the Falcons are going to be exceptional. I th- I think Bajan is going to add another layer to that offense, but ultimately you're talking about. Is Desmond Ritter the guy? And my we, dynasty team says yes. Yeah, I, I and I hope he is because I want Kyle Pitts to be relevant again, <laughs> so bad. But we haven't seen that yet. I think Bajan's going to be awesome, but he's going to be awesome because 
that's all they do is run the ball. And ultimately in today's NFL, you can't run the ball all the time and be an ultra successful football team. Um, the saints, we both agree. Um, for me, it's their schedule. They, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They have an upgraded quarterback. Now they have some weapons. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to be back at some point. And I think jail, jail ain't nothing for him. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's got the grills. Yeah. People will be scared of him, but I just think that this team is going to capitalize on a weak schedule and they're going to be able to, I don't want to say outperform expectations because I think people are getting high on them now, but I just think they have the easiest pathway to sure. the division. No, I, I, and I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, Olave is definitely um, due for a, a great fantasy season as well as an NFL season. Um, there are some concerns, but overall, I think that division is the easiest in the NFL. Uh, there's not a lot of competition there. I mean, you got the Buccaneers who the Bucs could be a dark horse, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a second. Um, the Buccaneers could be a dark horse. I mean, you, you know, you look at this team, Tom Brady's not there anymore, right? Um, let's just go to the dark horses. Cause I, 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 I kind of want to talk about it. I, I didn't bring the Buccaneers as my dark horse, but I think this is just kind of a good conversation to have. Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. I think we can pro- probably both agree on that. Depends on which Baker Mayfield shows up. He's had stints of success. Sure. He can't throw the ball very well. Well, it's impossible. So Tom Brady's not there. Baker Mayfield is their quarterback, but there's there's still Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are still there. And yeah. those are two very, very comparable veteran NFL wide receivers. So yeah. you have both those guys. You have Rashad White, who's a third, you know, three down back. Like there are still some weapons from an offensive perspective on this team. Now I do think that the Buccaneers are kind of on the verge of a rebuild, and that's you know, both those wide receivers I named are not getting any younger it's not a great long-term situation for them, but that division is not that hard. You know, the Panthers are, they have a rookie quarterback. They don't have a lot of weapons offensively. Um, It's, it's probably like I mentioned the easiest, but the Buccaneers, you know, if Baker Mayfield comes out and does half decent, this offense is not lacking in weapons in every area. Like some of these other teams are. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Buccaneers are going to be fighting to be third or fourth in the division. Cause I think the saints are clearly the most complete team. I think the Falcons have the most explosive weapons and you know, the Panthers have a rookie quarterback, so it all kind of depends. So I think they're going to be competing with the Panthers for fourth in that division. What if the Falcons do a massive trade to get first overall and grab Caleb Williams this year? That'd be sick. That would be incredible. The, for that the Falcon, the Falcons have everything, everything you want. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They, their defense is rough. So they need to, they need to work on that a little bit, but you know, having Kyle Pitts, having Drake London, having now Bajan, this this is a complete team besides the quarterback. So if Desmond Ritter can come out and and be some somewhat successful, I mean, this team could could find success. I don't think they're going to beat out the Saints for this division, but sure. you know, if they end up if they end up getting a top tier quarterback, which I was slamming my fist against the desk every day that they wouldn't go pick up Derek Carr in the offseason because Derek Carr, Jimmy G, you put either of those two guys behind center, this is a legitimate playoff. Maybe team. they were lo- maybe they were le- looking at potentially waiting and getting somebody of of uh value like Caleb Williams in some yeah. coming draft. Well, I don't think they're going to be in the market for Caleb Williams unless they unless they make some serious money moves. So. We'll see. Uh dark horse teams who did you bring? We have one team from the AFC and one from the NFC. Who is your dark horse team for the AFC? Uh, it's the Broncos. And 
I hate the Broncos. I despise them, but there's nowhere to go but up okay. for the Broncos. And obviously the addition of Sean Payton, you hope that that has you know, solid ramifications on the team. They do have a lot of weapons. They just need Russell Wilson to not be a complete idiot like he was last season. And if he can come out and look like his old self, um, you know, they have the defense, they have the offensive weapons. There's a real shot this team could be actually pretty damn good. Did you and Alan uh, just copy each other's notes here because you both have the same teams for the AFC and the NFC? He probably copied me. You think I'm so? I'm the alpha in this okay. relationship. Gotcha. That's cute. Um, yeah, I mean, when, when you think about Dark Horse teams, I'm thinking of a team like I still don't think the Broncos are the number one team in the in the uh, <coughs> excuse me in the AFC West. Like, I don't I don't think that they are. So, yeah, there's nowhere to go but up. But when you look at the competition that's above you, I still think the Broncos are at best third in that division. Yeah, well, what's what's a better Dark Horse than someone who's third in their division? Okay. Fair enough, I suppose. Um, my dark horse that I brought for the AFC is the Browns. I think the Browns are somebody that a lot of people are not really super excited about. I think they're kind of, they're there, they're the Browns, they'll do what they always do and do Browns things. I think the Browns are somebody that that could actually be an interesting team this year. I think that, you know, Baker Mayfield had done done some things for the Browns to kind of maybe give them some optimism and then he kind of soured that and the Browns now have Deshaun Watson, who is a, you know, historically a very good quarterback when he's playing on the field. He didn't look great last season. We've kind of all, we've spoke about this at nauseum. We're, we're giving him a pass. This is his year. They went and traded and got Elijah Moore, who I, I really, Elijah Moore, I'm very excited about. Yeah. I think he's going to work a lot in the slot and, and be very, very usable for not only Deshaun Watson, but for fantasy football. And they still have Nick Chubb. Like, th- this team is not a bad team. No, they've got a lot of weapons. I agree. I, it, it all comes down to Deshaun Watson and whether or not he's able to put it together. But yeah. I, I do – I agree with you 100%. I'm not going to fight you on it. I think the, the Browns could be a legitimate team this season. Okay. Uh, and then your NFC team. Who'd you bring? Uh, the Saints. Same old story. They just have a uh, – you know, everyone's kind of expecting them to be decent. Um, but just given their path – uh, I, I think that they have an opportunity here to be better than what we've seen. And they also have the easier schedule. So I don't think there's any reason to have them, uh, you know, not outperform expectations and come out and be a legitimate football team that you got to be worried about. Yeah. I mean, I, we kind of covered the saints already, so I, I don't know how much more analysis we need to give on that. I, I do think that they are a good team and, and very obviously you and I both have them winning for the, uh, the South there. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, yeah, it's not really a dark horse, I guess, but but yeah, I ultimately I just think they're going to come out and overperform or outperform expectations, and I I do think that Derek Carr is a better quarterback than what people realize because he has been a part of a subpar team for forever, and he's found some success doing that. I mean, I you put some weapons around him, and all of a sudden I think you got Derek Carr, you know, looking pretty damn good. So I think it's the eyeliner for me. Yeah, the eyeliner does make it rough. Yeah, but I think they'll be good. I, I yeah I do think they will be the the dark horse team that I brought for the NFC is the Bears yeah the Bears are kind of a question mark as as we spoke about just a little bit ago I think they're a frisky team they're an interesting team they're a team that I secretly am rooting for maybe a little bit like I, I want to see Justin Field 
take the next step in the development process to hopefully be a franchise quarterback for the Bears. Them getting DJ Moore is very, very exciting for me because one of the things that they lacked the most was wide receivers. Darnell Mooney is not a wide receiver one. And them going out and getting a true alpha wide receiver one, I really want to see. We've seen that before. We've seen Josh Allen when he gets Stephon Diggs. We have seen... Um, Jalen Hurts with AJ Brown. Thank you. So, like, you've seen these guys who there's a lot of question marks about these players and then they all of a sudden are fantastic league winning for fantasy football but also potentially franchise quarterbacks for their teams when they get the right weapons in place so i the bears are kind of in that area for me i'm excited for them that's a tough division you know the packers the vikings and the lions the bears are are right up there is potentially winning that division i don't want to say that they will but i think there's certainly potential so yeah no, I agree. And I just want so bad for the Bears to be good. I, I want I want that team to find success. I think it would be a lot of fun if they really put it together this season. So I'm with you. I, I, I really hope that Justin Fields takes that step forward and becomes a little bit more of a uh, you know well-rounded player. And I think the addition of DJ Moore could make that happen. You know, I, I actually think that if you're if you're looking for, you know, fantasy football nuggets. I am kind of looking at Justin Fields as this year's Jalen Hurts. I think I, I do think that that's a fairable a fair comparison uh, to make. So I'm I'm the all argument in on that the a lot of people make on that is you know his his average depth of target, his throwing ability, um, and I think that's a fair argument to bring up. But I also just I, I want to look at this from the counter argument of who did he have to throw to? Right. You know. So I this is a team that I'm very interested to see what they're going to do to take the next step forward in can Justin Fields yeah. potentially be a franchise quarterback? If your receivers aren't getting separation, you're not going to throw it more than exactly. 10 yards. You know, there's exactly. there's no reason to throw picks 30 yards. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I agree 100%. Okay, let's have some fun. Super Bowl predictions. Oh. Let's let's see who's uh, – who do you got going to the Super Bowl, my friend? So, I think the Eagles I, – I, I specifically was not a homer this time around. Okay. So, obviously, I want the Chiefs to go that. to the Super Bowl. But I figured – Everyone expected that. So um, I think the Eagles um, are still a very formidable team. So I I would not be surprised if they find themselves going back to the Super Bowl. And then the Bengals are just, I think, one of, if not the most well-rounded teams in the NFL. Uh, They've got everything that you want in a team, including a superstar quarterback. Um, So I despise the Bengals because they have become my rival, uh, but I respect the Bengals. And I do think that they have an opportunity to, to take it all the way. That's an admirable and unbiased opinion, and I appreciate that. So you have the Bengals winning over the Eagles in that Super Bowl prediction. I hope the if this comes true and they play each other in the Super Bowl, I hope the Eagles win. You uh, do hope the Eagles win, but yeah. you think that the Bengals will win, or do you think yeah. the Eagles? Win? Okay. I think the Bengals are the more are the better team. They're okay. the more well-rounded team. It's interesting because Allen, who's also a Chiefs fan, has both the Bengals and the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but he has the Eagles winning it all. So. Is this a comeback year for Jalen Hurts? Is this the man that uh, that has? I don't know if you've heard about the whole wallpaper thing. His no. his wallpaper on his phone is him walking off after the loss of the Super Bowl. Man, that's yeah. loser talk. Is what that is. That's that's a man driven for change. So <laughs> I I, it's interesting. You both have those players or those teams in the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of who's winning it. I've got the Jets over the Eagles. So I, I you know, as you mentioned, I think the Eagles are hungry. I think that they are a very uh, great team, obviously, and while they did lose some defensive pieces, I'm not afraid of that. I think that they did a very great job at refilling those holes in the in the positions that they lost from a defensive perspective. Offensively, they're still pretty stout. They have most of their team back in that way. Um, so the defense is really the question at hand. 
I got the Jets. I got the Jets winning it all. And that is probably me. Um, I don't want to say riding the bandwagon, so to speak, because I'm not I'm not excited about the Jets. I'm, I just think that overall the Jets are a very good team this yeah. year. And I even think like they just have such a great defense. Offensively, they have so many weapons. As you mentioned, the, the main question at hand is, can Aaron Rodgers get it done? I think he will. I really do. I think that... I think he was checked out with the Packers. I think he was done with them. I think he really potentially, and I don't know this. This is just all my speculation, but maybe he even lost a little bit of love for football. And it, you could see it on him. I watched Hard Knocks. I got caught up. And it, it kind of made me look at this team and see, do they have the chemistry? Are they building things here? And I, I think that they are. Did you watch the most recent episode that just came out this week? I haven't seen the most recent Okay, no. so you got to watch it because the, uh, they do they do a whole uh, special on the one time Aaron Rodgers saw a UFO. It was fucking awesome. Okay. They went into detail. Yeah, I saw it. some memes about it. So that I didn't know where that came from. So yeah. that's good. I, I didn't know. know that that was, a th- I just watched it today. Actually. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I was, ex- I was, ex- I'm a big UFO guy. I was all, I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers now. All right. Well, I need to, need to go check it out. Um, and then Yeti has the 49ers over the Ravens. I, the 49ers are fair to me. I think the 49ers are a very respectable team and, and I have I, I could see the argument as to them in the Super Bowl. The Ravens are kind of a, a shocking one for me. He, I, he thinks the, the 49ers win over the Ravens, but even putting the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I think that's a very bold move. Um, perhaps we'll ask him about it next week. because well, the, the upside is there. I mean, it, it is. It, the upside is there. So he he's just betting on the fact that everything comes together and people are able to stay healthy. Because if this team can stay healthy, you know, and uh, you assume Lamar Jackson takes another step forward and is able to stay on the field, you assume that Zay Flowers is everything that you expect him to be. You know, this is a good team. But there are just too many question marks for me to bet that they're going to make it that far without any hiccups. They're going to hit some speed bumps on the way. Yeah, and, you know... It, that's a lot. That's doing a lot of assumptions versus a lot of what we've seen. Correct. You know, a lot of proven teams out there. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm getting this ready here. Let's do fantasy comeback player of the year. Okay. So, who do you have as the comeback player of the year for fantasy football this upcoming season? Um, Yeti didn't answer this question, but I think he would agree with me that it's Keenan Allen. Um, I think there are a lot of good, you know, you guys both bring some good names to the table, but Keenan Allen is a guy that finished what wide receiver 40 something. uh, And he has potential to be targeted more than any other receiver in the league this season. If he is able to stay on the field, we know that he is elite. I wouldn't be surprised if he's finishing, you know, top six wide receivers. Um, So he could come out and just be phenomenal. And I expect him to take, you know, Obviously, injuries are the concern, but like I've said before, he's played in his last 88 of his last 98 games. So he is someone that over recent history has been reliable. It was last season when he missed seven games that made everyone concerned about the injuries, and he had some injury concerns early in his career. But recently, over the last few seasons, he's been on the field and he's been producing. So obviously, the injury ruined him last season, but this year he is going to be potentially a top five, top six wide receiver out of the entire league. I think that's a good, I mean, statistically, Keenan Allen, when on the field, is getting it done. The The concern for me is, and I like that as a, as a comeback player of the year, because if he can stay healthy, I think it's a no-brain move. I'm concerned he's not going to be able to stay healthy. That That's where my concern lies. And, and yes, he historically throughout his career, he has not had a lot of health issues, but historically throughout his career, he gets older and older and older, and eventually that's going to catch up to you. So... I I like that as a comeback play of the year. I'm not buying that. I I do just I don't You're know. I get worried. This is your hater. This is hater aid. 
It's not haterade. No, I just concern. It's concernerade. <laughs> concernerade. Oh, you're just scared. I'm scared. No, I, I am scared. I, I will 100 100% admit that. I I've been drafting Quentin Johnson pretty late in my in most of my leagues. If he's there and I kind of have all my other positions filled and they're just looking for some bench depth, I'm grabbing him because no matter what, I do think he's on the field this year. Because whether it be because Keenan Allen is injured or Mike Williams is injured or both of them are injured, they're both kind of older guys, and I'm afraid. So, but I, I think that if he can stay healthy, there's very obviously every statistic to back up why Keenan Allen should be. Uh, Allen had Lamar Jackson. I think that's also a really fair one. I I don't have a lot of statistics. Uh, I can provide the analysis that I think most people can as to why there's an argument to be made here. I like this offense. I like the fact that they got him help. I just need him to stay healthy. Yeah. He's missed 27% of his games in the last two years. He needs to kind of... I don't know if he needs to get injections. I don't know if he needs more sleep. Well, I don't having, know if he needs to drink milk. Having wide receiver weapons that are able to stay on the field should mitigate that because he's I hopefully so. going to have to run less, which is a big part of the problem is that he has been the offense. Yeah. And so, it, you know, ass- assuming that OBJ is not dust and assuming that Zay Flowers is there and, um, you know, they, they if, if, they're, if this team is able to stay on the field, no one's going to be surprised if they are one of the best teams in the league. Sure. So. Uh, I have Javante Williams as my comeback player of the year. And this one also, I mean, any of these guys I I think are scary for some reason or another. The biggest argument for Javante Williams is typically when we see running backs come back from like a leg injury, they're slow to start and they, they kind of take a long time to get going. Um, but Javante Williams, he finished Javante Williams, Javante Williams. Williams mm. He finishes RB 82 last season. Um, but there is zero doubt in my mind that he's going to finish higher than that this upcoming season. He tore his ACL in week five last year. And like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, he is slated to be back for this week one matchup. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to kind of same, same camp as Brees Hall. I think Saman JP Ren will probably be involved in this offense until they can really trust Javante Williams from a health perspective to give him a heavy workload. But I, I do, you know, as you talked about with the Broncos, I'm also bought in that the Broncos are going to be a much changed team and look a heck of a lot better than they have. They did last season. Sean Payton is a much better coach than Nathaniel Hackett. And I think he's going to clean this offense up. And Javante Williams, I think could definitely be a huge fantasy beneficiary of that. Did, did you see what Sean Payton said about Russell Wilson? Uh, I don't no. know if it was today or yesterday, but he said, he said, stop kissing babies. You're not running for fucking public office. <laughs> when he's t- He's just telling Russell Wilson to chill out with the public appearances like you're here to do a job, yeah. which that's exactly what Russell Wilson needs. You, yeah. need. you need someone to come in and say, listen, I know you're supposedly great, but you need to step in line because you're a part of this team. And I think that's going to benefit the whole squad. I agree. And, and I like you mentioned, like Russell Wilson was doing some pretty asinine things that came out via the media like he had his own his own office and his own parking spot and just like a bunch of shit that. He really didn't like, need it. Yeah, if you come out and compete for a Super Bowl, then maybe. But Yeah, but, but dude. what you did last season was <laughs> fucking horrendous. Yeah. So, uh, Scotty, why don't you provide your hot take of the season? Yeah, we talked about it already, but th- this take was hotter before the Scary Terry injury. Um, but Jahan Dotson is going to be the commander's wide receiver one this season. I think he's got top 15 upside. Um, and the reason <clears> for that is because I just think that this – I think that Sam Howell has shown that – there's reason to be excited about this kid. And, you know, I, I was actually, I, I don't know, I was listening to a podcast or something. They were talking about Sam Howell in college, and he was a highly sought after prospect until 
uh, I can't remember what school he went to, but whatever school he went to, they changed their offense and made him more of a running quarterback, which he wasn't that for most of his collegiate career. And that tanked his draft stock. So there's reason to believe that, you know, at one point in time, this guy was really sought after. And then we saw him in the preseason come out and look awesome. Like he came out and looked better than a quarterback that's played in that uniform in years. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can be competent, they've got a lot of weapons now on this team. And Jahan Dotson has proven time and time again, when he is on the field, when he was on the field last season, he was top 10 in every efficient efficiency metric that you can name. You know, he is a very, very good player. Uh, and now with scary Terry dealing with his toe injury that could potentially linger for weeks. Uh, there's just no doubt that Jahan Dotson is going to come out and be the primary target for Sam Howell. And I think that his talent could take him to top 15. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. I, I, I hope you're right because I have drafted him in many a different, uh, fantasy yeah, leagues this year. For me in like eight mock drafts and two real leagues. Yeah, I have. Which fucked up. I'm sorry, man. I'm excited. I don't for think him. you are. I think, I think he's going to do great. Like you mentioned. And, and I like that hot take quite a bit. My hot take is this. I think the bills finished third in the division. Third. I do. I think okay. Jets are number one, Dolphins are number two, and I think the Bills are going to be number three. Yeah. I think there's there that is a very difficult division. Yes, Josh Allen is an incredible quarterback, and I don't want to take that away. But if Tua can stay healthy, I think the Dolphins have a lot more talent on their team. They got more options for sure. Yeah, and I just I think that overall, I think the Bills are going to struggle this year. We already saw Josh Allen struggle without Dable last year. And if, if that continues and he doesn't shape up, there are other people knocking on that door. And I, I really do think that the Bills are going to take a step back a little bit this year. And I think that they're going to finish third in their division. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what about James Cook? Do you think he's going to be the best running back we've ever seen? I, my fantasy team certainly hopes so. But I, I, uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like, a top 10 running back, but I think he's certainly usable for fantasy. I think the volume play is there for him and, and the PPR value. Um, yeah. I, I really think that this conversation, you know, if you really think about the bills, they've got Stefan Diggs, They've got Josh Allen. They've got Josh Allen, but everything else is kind of a question mark. They don't really have a lot of other weapons. We haven't seen James cook in this primary role. This offense could be interesting. Um, so I, I don't disagree at all. I think, I think the jets have a lot of question marks as well, but they've proven last season that they can be very, very good. So there's no reason to think that they wouldn't be competitive. And again, this division is, you know, those top three teams, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me any one of them won the division or any one of them came in third because it's so competitive. So I don't, I'm not going to hate on your pick. I, yeah, like I said, I, I am in that division and maybe we'll come back to this episode one day. Jets at the top of the division, dolphins, bills. Patriots. That is my hot take going into this season. I don't think the Bills will be um, first or second. They might they might get in the playoffs as a wild card potentially, but I don't think they're the best in the division. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Well, Scotty, we uh, are about to get out of here, but before we do, just a friendly reminder to all the Brainiacs out there. We're going to two episodes a week. Two episodes, baby. Two episodes, That's baby. double the Leather Brains content. That is. That it's is. Amazing. I'm going to be tired. Yeah. That's a lot of talking. That is a lot of talking. It's a lot of editing. Yeah, it it's is a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, editing. no, I, I love talking about football. So I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be great for the Brainiacs. So tune in starting on Monday. Starting on Monday, Monday. evenings for uh, all of you that tune in to us live or Tuesday mornings for those that listen on the podcast. And then Wednesday live, Thursday podcast. So if you missed us on the live episode, you can still catch us on all your favorite podcast platforms but uh 
we're going to go to twice a week. Mm -hmm. We are excited to bring you guys more content, more analysis, more entertainment, and more fun. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Twitter, you need to go do that because we just gave away a signed Brandon Ayuk jersey. We did. This week. We did. And we got one of our Brainiacs on Twitter who was uh, lucky enough to win it. He was very thankful, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and he seems like an awesome guy. And if you want to be an awesome guy who can win free jerseys, go follow us at Leatherbrains on yeah. Twitter. We, uh, from time to time, we will give away free signed NFL gear. Very easy ways to enter. You just got to be either retweet our tweet and be following us or maybe just prove to us that you love us and you subscribe to a podcast platform, whatever it is. They're very simple things to do. We like to give away free stuff time to time. So go check it out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter as well as Instagram. We're starting to get a lot of content on there as well. So if you guys aren't already doing that and last thing, check us out on leatherbrains.com. We have a website. We have articles going out every single week sometimes multiple articles every single week that you, are you can also analysis. find our podcasts on our website That's as true. well if you'd prefer to listen on your browser or whatever while you're at work you can do that yeah and it's custom curated email content directly to your inbox yeah. very easy to do all you gotta do is go subscribe at leatherbrains.com so all right scotty let's get the hell out of here we are out if you enjoyed this episode make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.